Hey, what's up? It's James. And teacher. We just want to tell you a few ways that you can support us. Financially. That's right. You can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash show. Inside the Patreon, you can find a few different packages. You got everything from like a dollar all the way up to $5,000. You know, like if you're business, you want to do some advertising, you want to be a guest on the show or something like that. But you know what? We appreciate any way you guys would like to support us. This is just another way of doing it. Or access the shop at lastreart.gallery. Check out the shop as I'm a teacher's original artwork, some stickers, and also other merch coming at you from some of the guests on our show. Thank you very much. Peace. Peace. You're listening to Paint the Town Podcast with your hosts. L.A. Street Art Gallery resident artist, teacher, and founder of L.A. Street Art Gallery, James Chen of... interesting man um actually uh yesterday was the most interesting i uh saw that this guy ben gravy who is a uh um novelty wave surfing legend i mean this guy has actually found a way to surf water or river or waves or whatever in all 50 states um and uh i just i find his uh youtube videos very um, inspiring, you know, they, they, they motivate me. And, um, so, uh, I'd done, a, I'd actually cut a stencil of him, you know, just sometimes to do exercises and, um, wait till the right time to put them up or whatever. And he's out here in, in California for like the next week or so. And so <laughs> I went down to this, uh, box down on PCH right near the water and did a stencil with the, the wave stencil that I have. And, um, yeah, there you go. You pulled it up. And uh, the stencil of him riding the, the wave, and also did his logo there up at the top with the uh, with the pineapple and everything. And um, you know, I mean, I I put this up as basically a thank you, you know, for all the, the videos and stuff that he's done. And um, you know, sure enough, he actually uh, hit me up with a with a DM saying, "Hey, man, where's this artwork at?" And uh, so I think we might actually go meet up at the uh, at the box, you know. And I told him, I was like, you know, hey, if you want to meet up, I'll give you the stencil to show you how to use them and everything. Um, awesome. So, man. I mean, I'm sure he's going to want to have his, the logo for sure, man. Like, you know, as a, as a nice little stencil, man. Dude, that's so cool when they uh, connect with you, man. That's awesome. Yeah, he's just that type of guy, too. You know, he's, he's uh, very real, down to earth. And, um, you know, he really appreciates when, when people do things like this for him. Does um, he do music, too? I think so. Oh, okay. Um, I know that he can play the guitar and, and, um, you know, every once in a while they'll do a, a, a song where he's, uh, you know, made up some lyrics and stuff. Um, but I know more for the, for the surfing videos. Okay. Well, damn, I'm going to have to check him out. Cause his last EP was, uh, in 2016 called heroin again, man. So damn. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, well he actually, uh, you know, he, he's been through some tough times. He was a, actually he was an Olympic surfer at one point. And then I think he had went through alcohol and drugs and stuff. And then he, um, you know, has made a big comeback and that's why he's, uh, you know, I find him very inspiring. You know, when someone's been through something like that and they're coming back and they're, they're making this huge effort, you know, to, to put inspiring videos out, um, you know, I find that inspiring. Definitely, man. Hey, what's been going on with your, uh, your lady's movie, man? It's picking up steam. Like yeah. every other, Congratulations. every day, pretty much things are coming up. And, um, you know, it's like I was telling you earlier, I can't really you know, commit to anything right now um, because, uh, you know, I need to cover and, and take care of the kids and, and uh, while she goes and does her thing. She has all kinds of meetings coming up. She was just working with um, Edward Philippunet. That's Philippunet. It's it's a French name, I think. I'm, I'm butchering it. Sorry, Ed, if you're listening to this. Um, but uh, she actually got to work in person with him. He's going to be one of the lead roles, He's be like the Mad Hatter in the film. And uh, great guy. I actually got to work with him. <laughs> I uh, had a little bit of fun with him. Um, and actually, Michael uh, Goodman from uh, uh, MRG Gallery kind of helped out a little bit. Um, huh. How so? I, uh, well, down at the gallery, he had the, the windows 
all boarded up and he had some artwork on them. And the one on the door, the, the board that was on the, the, the glass door, um, there was nothing on it yet. And he's like, hey man, if you ever want to swing by here and throw a stencil up or whatever, you know, please do. And so I figured it'd be a good chance to, you know, take uh, Edward out on the street, you know, because his role is going to be a, a graffiti artist, basically. He's going to be cutting stencils like I cut and, and putting them up in it. Oh, nice. So, you know, I take him down to, to, the, uh, to the gallery. And um, actually, before that, I sent Michael a, a text letting him know, hey, man, I'm going to come by, you know, about this time, you know, whatever. He goes, oh, by the way, you know, the boards are all gone now. I'm like, oh, man. But yeah, the next wall, almost over. <laughs> well, <laughs> the wall right next to his uh, gallery, he said, you know, feel free to put something there. And I'm like, okay, well, hey, listen. I called him and left him a voicemail saying, hey, man, you know, if you're around, if you're up for it, you know, I'm going to be there with this guy. And, uh, you know, if you want to come out and give us a hard time, have a little fun, you know, you know go ahead. And so I told the, I told Edward before we went down and I said, hey, listen, we're going to do this during the day. So most likely we're not going to have any problems or anything like that. Um, but, you know, if we do, you're just walking by and you just happen to see me and ask some questions and yeah, you have nothing to do with this. Okay. So you're not going to get in trouble if anything happens, you know, don't worry about it. Right. <laughs> Nice. We get down there and, uh, you know, I, I, I put up, um, I brought a stencil of this uh, Griffin image that is, uh, is going to be used in the film. And I put uh, also one of my dogs. I wanted to put something so it wouldn't just be alone. And so after I put the dog up, we're getting ready to do the, um, the, the Griffin. It started spraying and Michael comes out. And he's like, dude, what's going on? <laughs> And I'm like, oh, this is awesome, awesome. And I'm like, um, well, you know, we're just uh, getting up here. I mean, is this is this okay? He goes, you know, what? what I'm like, are you the property uh, owner, or are you the? I'm the, I'm the property manager. I go, okay, so you're not the owner. He goes, no. I'm like, well, look, you know, if you don't like it, I'll paint over. You know, if you, I'll paint over, whatever. He goes, how about I just call the police? And I go, you know what? Go ahead, go ahead and call the police because by the time they get here, I'm gonna be gone, okay? So then I walked over, I got the stencil, I just went ahead and started spraying the rest of the Griffin stencil and Edward's getting kind of like, okay, well, this is getting interesting. And Michael walks over and he goes, uh, okay, so what's, what's your name? And I'm like looking over wide, I'm like, no, 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 no. I walk over, I'm like, he is, he was just walking by, okay? He just saw me and started asking questions and stuff. He has nothing to do with this, okay? Um, so, you know, you don't need to know his name or anything like that. He goes, well, I've got you both on camera right there. You see the camera. I'm like, oh, well, good. Then you'll be able to see that he wasn't doing anything. Okay. I'm just telling you, he was just walking by. Okay. Just leave this guy alone. All right. Like, go, go call the police. Okay. Cause you know, cause by the time I'm going to be gone. All right. I go over and I finish up and everything. And I'm like, Ed, hurry, come here a second. Just take a picture. Look, you're not going to do anything. You're just taking a picture. You're not getting in trouble. Okay. So I took a quick shot <laughs> and I'm like, okay, let's get out of here now. And, you know, I'm throwing the stuff in the truck in a hurry and everything. He hops in his truck. And right as he's getting in his truck, Michael comes back out with his phone like he's filming him. <laughs> 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 and then his head's taken off. He's like, Whoa! Wait, okay, okay. So did you, did you tell Edward what was up, or does he still think that? Well, yeah. No, 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 no. Okay, My wife okay. freaked out, man. My wife freaked out. <laughs> um, by the way, I walked over to Michael. As soon as I could see that Edward was out of sight, I just started dying laughing. Michael was like, laughed his ass off. Too. He goes, that okay? I'm like, dude, that was awesome. So, so, um, so Michael's acting was pretty good. You, you would oh, dude, it was awesome. It was perfect. And he's a big guy. I, I mean, he's, he's been he's on TV, too, you know what I mean? I, mean, I know yeah. it's reality, but I'm, I'm just saying, like, you know. <laughs> no, dude, could, I wish that, you know what? He has that on camera, I'm sure, with his security cameras. I'm, I bet we could make a video of this. Oh, dude, and it's going to awesome. be hilarious because Michael's a big guy, man. He's bigger than I am. I'm a big guy. You know, poor Ed. Yeah. Ed's, Ed's not a small guy, but he's not, you know, not like bigger or, you know, massive. He's kind of, you know, chiseled kid and everything. But, you know, he's like watching this big dude like, what's your name? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. No, dude. So I got home. I told my wife about it. She's like, oh, my God, you have to tell him. You have to tell him. They might freak out. If, if, he, if he calls his agency and they don't like that and everything, you know, there may be, I'm like, going, oh. Oh, I think it's gonna be all right. You know, I told him it was gonna be. So I, you know, I text him. I was like, "Hey, you know, everything's cool with the guy at the gallery." You know, and, and she's like, "Tell him it's a setup. Tell him it's a setup." I'm like, oh, "Hey," <laughs> I told him it was a setup, and he got he said he said he got upset when he found out it was a setup. You know, what I mean, like he oh, thought man. that 
he thought that he got in on some good mischief and everything, and then just you know to find out it was a setup. He wasn't too happy about that. Ah, oh, okay, okay. Well, like I said, I, I think you know what. That's but a he, fun great, great sport, Ed. You were a great sport, man. I mean, that's a Ed. fun street art story, though. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. So, hell yeah. You, you know, dude. I, <laughs> You just cheered me up, man. You know why? Today I was actually gonna come on here and fucking talk about like Asian racism and shit. <laughs> oh, that's a, dude. That's all. That's gonna. Well, no, it's fucked yeah. up. You know, what I mean, I mean, like, yeah. look, look, this is this is like, it, it just bummed me out because I was like, you know what? There's really nothing I can really do. Um, I don't think like posting like stop Asian hate on my fucking Instagram. Does that's anything. what I was just gonna. You know. You know, what I mean, I know people are frustrated. <laughs> I know people like want to do something. But um, you know what, man? Uh, it's, it's just a fucked up. It's fucked up, man. Like literally, the uh, Filipino lady that was uh, attacked lives on the same street as my friend's mom, dude. You know what I mean? So it's like hits pretty close to home. All this shit, you, you know what I mean? Um, and you know, I was just frustrated this morning, man. I'm like, oh god, as the George Floyd's trial's going on, man, with uh -huh. fucking lawyers so are trying to convince the people that, oh no, it was his heart condition that killed him even you know what i mean like it's it just upsets me when i have and i hear have to see all these videos of these like aunties and elders like just getting attacked out of nowhere man like you know what yeah i, mean? I do and no i saw this one video of a dude just running up and nailing this guy and him landing and sliding that broke my fucking heart man. <clears throat> i mean when i see shit like that but you know what i've been struggling with trying to come up with something like <sighs> I struggle to come up with something to put out there to, to make people think differently about that who do it. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. what the fuck are you going to say to these people who, you know, that's going to make a difference to them? Nothing. You know? I mean... Yeah, you know, and, and things like agency, you know, we've always been like kind of like a, uh, you know, we're just going to like do our thing and just like kind of move on. But like, this is like crazy the amount of videos I'm seeing about attacks on Asian. It's like weekly, man. Like, you know what I mean? It's like... It's the like, angry side of me wants... All these guys that, well, my, uh, no worries. I can still hear you. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, my, you're good. Yeah, but my, uh, earphones. Angry side of me wants to say, you know what? All these guys that are doing this, they deserve to have the same done to them right back. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, I mean. We need to catch them and just beat the shit out of them. Beat <laughs> back. That's a horrible thing to say, but, you know. Um, and it's just, it's unfortunately, like, some people, in order to communicate with them, you have to, you know, come down to their level. Yeah, you know, you know I mean, it's just, so, it's just so obvious when it's like an elderly person and they're smaller and they're getting attacked and that's the reason why, you know what I mean? It's just like, it's the typical like bully kind of behavior, man. And I, and you know what, there's, if there's one thing I hate most in life, it's fucking bullies, man. People who like just kind of take advantage of fucking people who like don't really have a, uh, opportunity to defend themselves man they're fucking cowards and to be honest like i don't really know uh what to do to uh feel better i mean i had a really great workout <laughs> you know in the morning there you go I, hey, you yeah, know what sometimes like the only thing you can do with that kind of uh you know anger and aggression is to turn it into a workout and blow it out you know what i mean literally Pretty much man yeah yeah so i mean i don't know what this i don't know like what the solution is but i mean i guess posting stop asian hate helps a little bit and create awareness i guess but i don't know i'm just saying i really don't know what to do man but um but anyway. here's the thing okay when you do something like that you're either preaching to the you know um to the choir you know what i mean or you're angering those who are who are doing it you know what i mean like did it oh you want me to stop yeah i don't think so you know what i mean like that's what i'm talking about when it comes to trying to come up with an image who, that's going to make a difference to these guys because there isn't there really isn't there's just so much hate in them that yeah. the only cure is to you know maybe get the the crap beat out of them well I mean, and and you know knock it into their head yeah. uh i don't know i i'm not a you know, well, you know not I, an expert in this field for a good reason i appreciate <laughs> i really really appreciate at least you putting some thought into like just like what to do because like uh that helps me at least I, I i feel like people are like you know outside of the asian community are thinking like hey like uh what can we do and th to me that just comforts me actually i just came up with an image just now hell yeah okay i don't know that, it, that it's gonna help much but it might make uh you know some of the asians feel better oh yeah man well okay well you know I me, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna talk about it so <laughs> exactly exactly well there's a doorbell man and uh you know today we have my 
good buddy, David, who is the owner of Hot Hand Sport Cards. And uh, I'm real excited to talk to him today, man. He's a very talented singer-songwriter, man. And uh, I'm going to play one of his songs before uh, we let him in. All right? Here we go. Missed that face, man. Shit. What up, guys? Hell yeah, man. Well, we're looking at a Nike swoosh right now, but so so. Do I need to? Uh, I mean, hold on. Oh, we're we're, we're starting already. Yeah, man. It's starting live, dude. We, yeah. You know what I mean? But anyway, like man. to have it raw. You know what I mean? We're, we don't like to have too much. Oh man, yeah, look at the shelves behind him. Oh <laughs> wow, I bet I could sit there and check out what's on those shelves forever, dude. Wow. David is sitting in front David, of David, thanks for joining us today, by the way. Where, well, where are you right now? How's it going, guys? Good. Yeah. Where are you right now? Right now, I'm at the Hot Hand headquarters uh, here in downtown Roswell. Roswell is kind of like a suburb outside of Atlanta, about 20 minutes. It's like the oh, Orange wow. County of, uh, we're the LA of the South, you know? <laughs> well, now, Roswell, wait, that's, that's where the, um, uh, wait, no. 
No one. I'm thinking yeah. aliens. You know that that's Roswell, like Nevada or Arizona or oh, New Mexico yeah, or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is that. But you know what? You you said it's the Orange County of Atlanta. That's because you used to live in California, basically, right? Of course, of course. I, you know, James and I go way back, and uh, I moved to Orange County in 2004 originally, uh, and was out there for on off about 15 years or so. And then I moved back to Atlanta. Well, it was mid last year. Came back this way, but gave up on the Cali dream. <laughs> well, wait, wait, wait. Okay, well, tell me a little. I don't. You gave up. I mean, what are you talking about? <laughs> I, this is news to me, man. Shit. Well, I, I we just played before you came on. Uh, for the audience, one of my favorite songs, uh, you know, obviously, you, you know which one it is, Unclear, man. You know, I love that yeah. fucking song, man. And, uh, you know, I just nice wanted to work, show, man. Yeah. Very nice. You know, nice. teach, teach uh, also enjoyed it a lot, man. And basically, it's like, hey, man, you moved out to California for what? Just just tell the audience. Um, yeah, well, originally, you know, my family... So we're all from Philly, and then we moved to Atlanta in like '86. Okay, wait. let me let me stop you right there. Okay, because his family is not just any family. Okay, Teach, his family actually is the bringer of the Philly cheesesteak to America, man. What? <laughs> yeah, so the, no joke. So the Oliveries, yeah, the Oliveries back in the early '30s, around like '32, Pat and Harry Oliveri on 9th and Pasolink downtown in downtown Philly, they we actually originated the cheesesteak. They had a hot dog stand, and one day they actually ran out of hot dog, and they had like some shaved, some shaved ribeye and a roll, and they had the Whiz, right? So as, they, as, the, as Harry made the sandwich, a taxi cab driver rolled by and was like, can I get one of those? What is that? And then he was like, it's a cheesesteak. And then the very next day, like five, got, five taxi cab guys swarmed the stand at lunch and then it was it was born like that was it right wow. and then Gino's Gino's came in the 40s they're across the street so check this out yeah everybody uh, knows if you go to if you go to uh Philadelphia there's two stores Gino's and Pat's basically Pat Oliveri basically if you look at Dave's last name it's the same fucking last name <laughs> <laughs> right that, because his, wow. his family basically literally Dude, that's the equivalent of American royalty right there. Yeah. I mean, that's, no, you know what? Every single time that David goes to a, a legit cheesesteak shop that actually, uh, and they see his name once they pay for it, how many times have they given you a fucking free cheesesteak, bro? Dude, in, in, in uh, a Capaz, I think, in San Diego, dude, in Michigan, uh, down in the gas lamp where we, like, we partied and stuff, right? Like, I got a free sandwich there because he saw the back of my ATM card. Yeah. Free t-shirt guy I was with didn't pay for his sandwich. <laughs> if you're from Atlanta, you know Philly Connection. That was like my dad and my uncle. They had like, you know, 50 or 100 locations during like the, the 90s, like 1989 to 2000. They had a cheesesteak chain wow. here in Atlanta. I grew up making sandwiches from like, you know, nine years old to 18 nice i love hearing that i love hearing it when kids are like active working from that age I, you know I, oh, I wish i could get my kids uh going like that you know <laughs> but hey you know what you said it right though you that hey that's fucking american royalty man if you brought over the fucking cheesesteak man thanks by the way for that <laughs> if i had a nickel for every cheesesteak yeah man yeah, exactly you, you deserve a royalty man but you know, at the end of the day, like I said, I, I always like to bring that up, that special fact about Dave, because it's actually, that was the first thing I remember him as. I was like, oh, cheesesteak dude. Hell yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> but. Cheesesteak okay. Dave? Really? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? But the thing is, like, me and Dave actually had so have so many things in common, man. You know, we love a lot of the same music. So we it's actually, true. like, work on a lot of the songs together, basically. And, uh, um, you yeah. know, we write together. We hang out together, you know what I mean? And then uh, Dave always likes to tell me about, like, a lot of these different hobbies that he has, basically. So, for, first of all, let's talk about music, man, the next, the kind of the next part, man. So, you came over to California because you were doing really well in Atlanta doing what? Yeah, it, well, I, w I was, like, I was at West Georgia in the early 2000s in school, right? And the family went to Laguna Beach in 01, and then around 04, like I said, I went to California, and I wanted to do music. I wanted to change the scenery. I wanted, you know, to get out of the Bible Belt, right? You know, it's real stuffy here in the South. It, it's, uh, well, I know. Yeah. Well, you're playing, you're playing, like, live shows, basically, a lot, basically, in Austin and Atlanta, right? And then you Yeah, want in the mid-2000s, yeah, I was playing a lot of shows in Orange County, L.A., S.D. Like, I played 
at the observatory or the galaxy oh, yeah. right in orange county yeah um i was playing at like the hideout in santa monica the warehouse and, uh, uh, like just all d different random places hb uh, brew company like all up and down the coast in my 20s i ended up at atlantic wow. records right at my, i almost made it like i was this close i was at atlantic records with Marty shulman you know the senior dude you know wiz khalifa in the next room the whole thing take morton's for lunch you know like it wow. was a wild thing. I was right there, you know. I was, I was almost, I was almost famous. Right? <laughs> the audience has all heard your songs, man. You know, what I mean, it's, it's like great music, man. You know, what I mean. But one of the things that me and David always talk about is the amount of fucking talented people out here, man. Like here in California, basically, right, Dave? No, it doesn't, man. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's incredible. You know, it, it, somebody whether they do art like teacher yourself or 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 someone's a dancer or this or their musician yeah i mean everybody can play everybody can sing everybody can do this but i think you just have to be yourself i think at the end of the day you know you can't take advice from someone that's not following the same dream as you right it's like i was oh yeah man. right yeah i mean You'll just you, lose yourself you know, go, ahead, ahead, go ahead dave no you know it, it, being in orange county you know i think difficult thing about artists any kind of art form is that you know the poverty line what 87.5 in orange county it's like you know I, I had to go to the cubicle every day and have a number and a quota and be the sales guy and do all these things to try to survive and that you know to play music or to paint or to do this or that it's not free, uh, right? it's yeah no I, I mean that, that's what i wanted to talk about have a real conversation man because it's like hey man you know a lot of people out here, uh, you know, in California, they want to make it as a musician. They want to make it, you know, as an artist. They want to do. And, you know, it's fucking hard, man. Okay. Just rent itself. Okay. It's just like, you know, how are you going to pay just like for a studio apartment out here? That's $1,500 for 700 square feet, man. If you wanted to, you know, I mean, you got to find some connection, somebody, a supporter, basically, that kind of helps you along the way, man. And you know what? It's not because a lot of times somebody oh it's not talented enough it's all about who you know i think a lot of times oh 100 you know oh, yeah yeah we right james and i were hanging out in studios and back out you know crazy back you know warehouses that were boarded up right that and you walk inside and there's like two million dollars worth of equipment everywhere and and, and then you know it's flash <laughs> flashes friends in the corner you know it's like yeah it's all about like who you know a lot of the times yeah i mean it's it's, like it's I said, I think I, mean, I think it's a new. I think especially after COVID, man, it's like a totally different uh, landscape now, man. You, you know, what I mean, it's just like uh, now. You know, nowadays you have your own. You know, you can just release yourself, and then it's like you, it's just like for visual artists, it's like you may not need galleries as much anymore. I mean, for Christ's sake, people are buying sure, fucking. Got themselves in the foot. Yeah, I mean, yeah. For sake, people <laughs> are buying. Uh, you know digital collectibles like nfts now right basically so it's well, just like napster remember i was in college with or aol dialogue you know just a napster <laughs> trying to get dave matthews singles or pearl jam singles or radiohead you know and listening to him over and over and, and that and that excitement's kind of gone you know it's like things almost happen too fast sometimes it's uh there's not full albums with music and a lot of the times too right some this single 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 but where's like the real full albums anymore where the whole album's amazing and i mean music oh, yeah. Is, yeah i mean landscaping's changed for a lot of things within music i think yeah man i mean um well one thing that hasn't changed man i know for you man is fucking baseball cars and other sports <laughs> cars right wait, and wait, wait. what was it what was it was there do you remember the moment and what was it that made you finally decide you know what it's time for me to leave and California and go do something else what was it that uh you know I think just when you when you're that last time that you're drained dry by your 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 two or three thousand dollar rent payment or your or your <sighs> I mean you know your six dollar carton of milk or I I just had <laughs> you know yeah no it's <laughs> hey, this, this is, this is back here is two fifty Gas here is uh, Oh, geez, man. That, dude, that's four fifteen here. That's right. the medium. Yeah, man. Just, I mean, just got a house here for two for two sixty, right? It's like an <laughs> how many square house. feet? Fifteen hundred square feet. Yeah, it's it's not huge, but still, it's brand, it's a brand new house. It's like you could is there buy a yard. A yeah, there's a huge fenced-in backyard. It's a single-family home. I mean, it's that was how many a square lot feet of, is a lot. Uh, I think thirty-three hundred. Dude, and it's a house. It's in yard, like, uh, yeah, that's in a nice neighborhood. Yeah, a nice neighborhood. Dude, that's, that's awesome, man. 
well, yeah, you're not going to get that here. No, unless you go. Wait, 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 out. Past the windmills and everything. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's, it's so not a nice neighborhood anymore. <laughs> you know. Well, it depends on what you consider nice. That's you know, true. That's out true. In the middle of the desert, there's still some plots out in the middle of the desert you get, you know, for. <laughs> That's true, Barstow. man. Somewhere in the middle of Barstow. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. But shit, man. You know, like, like yeah, I said, man. About those bats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, man. Well, like I said, man, one of the things I, I'm like just hella proud of you, man, is that, you know, you started this uh, kind of on, online sports car business, um, you, you know, before you left California, actually, man. You know, right? Yeah. 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 So what happened was when my dad opened his first Philly Connection in 1989, I was, I was uh, seven, eight years old, and Triple Crown Sports Cards, Danny and Edith, they were Filipino. And they had a sports card shop. And I was glued instantly when I was eight years old, right? When the Don Russ and the 89 Upper Deck came out with the Griffey Rookie, right? That card's worth four grand now at a PSA 10, by the way. I, wow. I was sold. Of course, I don't have any of them right now at a PSA 10, but of course, I've sold 300 of them, right? Hold on. What, is, what, is, what, is, what, what does PSA 10 mean, dude? Like, you're, you're talking yeah, like yeah. some, like... Yeah, we'll get, we'll get, yeah we'll, we'll, get, we'll get into that. <laughs> Basically, what happened was... I've done all these things, right? You have to realize at some point in your life, you have to go with your calling, right? You have to really mm. stay true to yourself no matter what anyone else says, right? F what anyone else says, you gotta do what makes you happy, whether it's you're making 300 a week or 30,000 a week, it's not about the money. It's about sleeping good at night, waking up and doing what you love. So I tried to do the corporate stuff, but I always collected cards, baseball cards, then basketball, a little bit of football. My dad was into cars, took me to antique shows. My mom had an antique shop in the late 80s as well for a second. But, you know, and she's an artist as well. And just one day, basically, like, because I had a vintage car business in Orange County doing 64 and a half to 68 Mustangs. And because of COVID last two years, or last year that that really died down and the cards yeah i had i was i was old school sports cards for 10 or 12 years online on ebay and i i'm, I'm no stranger to auctions i mean i've set several records records for selling stuff auction wise i mean i worked my way wow. up in, in california as well as far as like you know i've sat in psa's headquarters and actually graded cards i've worked at scp auctions all right let's, let's take a step back let's take a step back man, because like one of the things I've, i'm interested in because like our audience collects a lot of them are art collectors or you know some of our listeners are art collectors right basically and then you know they collect something and then it goes up in value after a few years or or whatever basically so it's actually similar to the uh the card market would you say i mean like it's really wild. I mean, so a lot of what's happening, what we're seeing now is, you know, because I'm, I'm 39, like a lot of guys my age, it's like we, we're growing up, maybe they have more money and there's all this influx because of COVID too, but it's been happening. It's old news to us hobbyists. It's been brewing for six or seven years, right? But you're seeing Ken Golden sell like the Michael Gordon rookie at a gem in 10 for 700,000, right? And setting all these crazy records because the guys are back into it. And then they have kids too, right? Everybody wants to get back in. All those 80s and 90s basketball cards from Kobe with his passing, that really kind of, you know, uh, you know, of course, God bless Kobe and all that. But that, unfortunately, when somebody passes, that spikes up their sure. car. Well, Teach, teach, often talk, teach often talks about this, actually. Teach just says, says, says like, shit, man. Like, uh, you got to be careful of some of my, who my clients are, you know what I mean? Because some of these are very smart and, and, you know, rich people. And they know that whatever work that they get from me is going to be worth more if I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> got to pick your clients wisely. Not, yeah. <laughs> we but always joke about that. the tea that you sip tomorrow morning. Yeah. Yes, exactly. But anyways, man, no, so, okay. This special guest suite is for you. It's wonderful for tonight. <laughs> yeah, yes. Please go and have a nice sleep. There'll be some tea for you before you go to sleep. Enjoy. <laughs> so, so what is it called? Um, you, know, you know, I'm just saying, so who grades these, man? What is PSA and what does okay, all that so mean? This is how, this is how, yeah, this is how it works. So what's really cool in the hobby now is since everyone's wanting to get in and make some money, I mean, I'm getting hustled by... 11 year old kids that walk in here you know because there's certain rooms for instance you know we have all these rooms where there's where there's cards just sitting 
you know. Oh, my gosh. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, man, you got to watch these little fuckers, man. (laughs) Stick it right up under the shirt. There's Kobe's right when they won the finals. These are all LeBron's. But what happens is the ultimate thing is to get the cards like that, and then they're graded, right? They're actually – they're actually graded by PSA. And, and what that means is uh, professional sports authenticators. And, and what they do is they are able to determine, is the card a one or is it a gem mint 10? So you can take a raw card and you can get it graded. Uh, here, like I'll, a diamond, like a diamond almost. You can get it graded kind of, right? Exactly. Sounds reasonable, so, yeah. Teach, is there any like sort of like kind of like organization that kind of like tells you the value of the art i'm just curious if you have like some sort of like, like yeah, art so, union so for yeah it, no there no. isn't right see that's what no. that's what's crazy right in the art industry it's just kind of like a wow ball. check that card out man what card is so that I just, grabbed, I just grabbed a random one out of the case this is just a Kawhi leonard you know but it came back at gem in 10 so if you pull this out of the pack let's say it's a five or ten dollar card out of the pack raw right you pulled it out of the pack you're with your kid or yourself if you grade it and it comes back at a 10, now it's a hundred bucks. This is just an example. Sometimes you can take a hundred dollar card and it can be worth five grand if it comes back at 10 or 10,000, 50,000, So it's legalized gambling for adults, right? I mean, I have guys that come in here and buy these boxes. They're 15, 200, you know, $2,000 a box and you're not guaranteed anything. It's legalized gambling because they're chasing, right? They're chasing that card. Mm. So PS. So PSA is a grader that authenticates the card, then they grade it on a condition from one to 10. Uh, you know, they're really backlogged by about 1.2 million cards or more right now. The industry is that exploded. And what oh my God. They're on NASDAQ, they're publicly traded. And then Nat Turner, he invented Flatiron. They were a big medical group online thing. They bought PSA recently. It's all in the news, right? They're on CNBC. So they're now private. And they just bought, it's right, it's close to you guys too. I think their headquarters is in Santa Ana. They have a 58,000 square foot facility that they had to add on to what they already bought because they're that slammed with orders and all this stuff. So they're trying to keep wow. up with the demand. I mean, it's, it's $20 a card and up to grade, right? It's not cheap. So we offer that service here at Hot Hand, of mm. course, because I'm, I'm the only person in the state of Georgia. We're the only shop in the state of Georgia that offers hand delivery and hand pickup to PSA headquarters from here. So my turnaround times are the fastest because I've been in the industry a long time. I have connections, right? So uh-huh. okay, a nice. few questions, man. Yeah. I got. I'm, I'm very curious. So basically, what you're telling me is that you buy one of those cards packs, like they're twenty bucks or something like that, right? One of those card packs? Yeah, packs can be $5 to 5000 a pack or some crazy. You know, oh, really? Sure. Okay, okay. And then, so in that, there's an opportunity of base. It's like a scratcher, right? You, you know, you open them up, and then there's, like, a bunch of cards. Some of them are nothing. And then one of them could be worth, like, you said, basically 500 to $5,000, depending on, like, which type of... Uh... I mean, the, the, yeah, the number could be, I mean, it could go up to, you know, a quarter of a million dollars or half a million or a million dollars. For, really? You know, the Luka Donich sold for, like Luka Donich's RPA, which is a rookie prism autograph. It has a signature and a patch. It just sold for 4.6 million. The uh-huh. other, yeah. Yeah, man. Who, who came back? Any idea who it was that actually bought it? It was, uh, I don't remember the guy's name, but guys like Rob G on Instagram, you know, like the, I think he, might have done some acting or he's an entrepreneur rob g owns i'm just like a pulling it up right like, now i mean he's not lying yeah. this is this is a 2018 prism card used it says 199,000. yeah like if you go on ebay right now and you and you look up like auction only on ebay like most bids first your mind would be blown every card, look on your face bucks, is like grand, what the fuck grand. i mean the the volume that it is doing in sales on auctions, you start, you can start a card at 99 cents and then it just goes nuts. Oh shit. Teach. Have you ever it's heard like, of anything like this? It's man? Like you had big, Not it's to like, this degree. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. It's nuts, dude. Like, like, so basically, okay. So basically let me see if I can get, so this is a great thing for viewers because it's a treat that you guys are here at Hot Hand because what I have is I have some really cool things that I can show the audience as far as 
you know, Dude, in that's a pretty big place. How many square feet is your shop? It's 1300 square feet, but in this case is just so many different things. Okay. Uh, we got some star Wars that. stuff going on. What, wow. what, tell us a little about what's in that case, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, so in this case, you'll see, so, so let's, let's, let, let me do this. I'll, I'll do a show and tell. Hell yeah. So, so in the case, so you, you know, so here's the thing. Here's the DJ connection. Steve Aoki, right? Right. Okay. You're, you're someone's, oh, a lot of people that he's really big. He's collecting, <laughs> yeah. right? And he's, I, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah. So he's using my guy, Dan, who makes this stand. This is, these are custom Varus stands. Look, it says hot hand sports cards, right? Yeah. <laughs> so something like this, what card uh, the that? glare, I guess, is kind of. There you go, right, like just like that, in an angle, perfect. Yeah, yeah. What card is this? That? Is a, this is a Kobe Bryant 2019-2020. Last year he was alive, green prism at a oh gem. Oh my god! How much would that uh, grade? So this isn't too big time. Something like this is right now about three hundred, three hundred and fifty dollars. But I've okay. had to raise this a hundred dollars in the last two or three weeks. So as inventory sits in the shop, things go up in value. So from a business perspective, from an ROI perspective. What business do you run where your product, if it sits on the shelf, goes up in value? So it's kind of a win-win situation. I mean, it's absolutely fascinating. Yeah, I mean, wow. I mean, I wanted to bring in that art connection because sometimes, like I said, art can basically sit in your sit in your warehouse and also go up in value too. You know, uh, this yep. is a Patrick Mahomes signed, right? Hand signed, numbered to seven. And Patrick Mahomes card. This is one of the rarest Patrick Mahomes in the world, right? So something like this is several thousand. Mm. Wow. Jeez. Okay. Yeah. Now, Dave, Just, I gotta ask you, man. You have a lot of valuable things in there. Do you have, uh, you know, what about security, man? I mean, I hope. I'm I sure he's a got a good insurance policy. <laughs> I'm like, hey, we're we're always keeping an eye on you. You know. Yeah, 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 <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Okay, these, the look, I mean, look, these are original Babe Ruth. This is Babe Ruth right here. The darn glare is bad, but if you can see. Oh, I see. Those are some newspaper clippings. Nice, man. It's like Luke, a museum Luke up Eric. Wow. You know, oh, yeah, man. That's dope. Look, That's the The glare is bad, but. Hey, so, so for our, for nice. our you know. For our younger audience, man, who, people who have never heard of Babe Ruth, man, what's so special about Babe Ruth, man? I'm, I'm just saying, like, Babe Ruth basically held and still holds like a you know a plethora of baseball records that will never be touched as far as you know most home runs in World Series or you know 700. He was the first, you know Hank Aaron had to beat Babe Ruth and Barry Bonds beat hank aaron and babe ruth but originally it was babe ruth he was michael jordan right he was sold for a hundred thousand dollars to the yankees from the red sox he's the he was hitting more home runs in a season than entire fucking teams right himself mm -hmm. so i mean this guy he was getting paid more than the president right and he was a partier right he was drinking he was smoking. oh man I mean, yeah yeah he I knew died that was of throat cancer he died in 1948 of throat cancer. So he lived a really short life, but what he accomplished in that short amount of time, he also, a lot of people don't realize he was a pitcher to start, right? Hmm. Yep. He was a badass pitcher. He was striking. He could have went to the Hall of Fame for pitching. So Shohei yep. Otani on the Angels, people love Shohei Otani because Shohei on the Angels, he pitches and he hits home runs. Yeah. So, wait, now, isn't it, um, wait, is, didn't he also have like, as a batter, uh, the most like some of the most strikeouts like he struck out uh a ton maybe what the yes I, it's possible it's possible i mean again that's a sore subject for real baseball fans who's the real home runner? <laughs> okay so <laughs> I, just, I just looked it up Is i just it looked it up right here i just looked it up right now it said that babe ruth yeah. struck out 234 times in a four-year period i guess but you know for sure this dude wasn't taking steroids though right it's like barry bonds basically right <laughs> yeah unless hot dogs and whiskey and women were steroids yeah yeah his, his <laughs> figure like he was uh he had like a big barreling chest and gut and everything and and you know he just didn't look that physically um uh, you know impressive he, he was not physically impressive yeah 
I mean, his, so his car, his car, you can't touch his cards, right? You touch them. I mean, they're, they're thousands and thousands just off the bat. I mean, the whole thing with cards is interesting. So your viewers will find this, in, and you guys may not realize this. This is the current state of the, of the sports cards world is that you have tops. They started in 1951, right? 52 being the most famous with the Mickey Mantle, the stars around his name. The 1952 Topps Mantle yes. is so rare because the third series came out during football that year. It wasn't selling well. So Topps took them out on a barge in, Bro in Brooklyn in New York and dumped them in the ocean, what was left. So that's why you can't find the 52 Mantle. Any high number past 311, you can't find it. Wow. <laughs> So big, and then and now you have and so yeah i know there's all these crazy things like the hannes wagner same thing why is it so rare right which wait, by wait, the way wait, what, what is it what is it 1909 hannes wagner h-o-n-u-s wagner the hannes wagner is the world's rarest card because when tobacco the, the reason why baseball cards were invented was because in 1909 they came in a little tobacco pouch they were stuffing off the assembly line in north carolina but hannes wagner he didn't want to be associated He's in the Hall of Fame. He didn't want to be associated with tobacco. So he went to the factory and he said, get my name, get my picture immediately out of the pouch. There's less oh than 30 or 40 of these that exist in the world. You can't touch this card for under $1 million. I sold this card in 2017 for $650,000. Wow. <laughs> I, I worked on the original Wagner, the first who, who one that was bought, ever graded. Okay, who no, hold on a second. When you, yeah. when you sell that, like, do you, what kind of percentage do you get of that? You get a nice percentage. <laughs> we can't talk about it or what? <laughs> well, I don't blame them. That's, okay, no, I, know, that, that's cool. That's cool. It's not going to be the same as other people. Right. I guarantee you that. You got to know what you're doing in yeah, order to ask for the right percentage. <laughs> Guy, this guy, Bob Green, dude, he was out of Peachtree City, the golf cart. The golf, there's a city in Georgia called Peachtree City. It's a golf cart city. So everyone drives around in golf carts. <laughs> it's wild. And this guy, yeah, I know, dude. He was retired. So we flew him out to so uh, Southern California. I was at SCP Auctions with David Kohler. David Kohler has the world's largest Laker collection. He's been in e Sports Illustrated. Um, this guy, Bob Green? Not that. Actually, no, no, that's not okay. him. Another, another guy. I don't think he was famous for anything. He was just he had a couple million dollar collection. He had the wagon. He bought it for forty eight thousand. We sold it for six hundred and fifty thousand. That's that's the investments that these guys are making. They're pulling out of the stock market and doing that. But the current state is you just have Tops and Panini. That's it. Tops hmm. makes baseball cards only, right? This is 2021 right now. That's the only thing they have the license for. And Panini makes football and basketball, hockey and racing. Hmm. I'm sorry, hockey is for Upper Deck only. Upper okay. Deck lost their licensing rights for everything oh, else. Oh, wow. It's, it's what a mess. Uh, okay, what about, <laughs> what about Pokemon cards, man? Are they worth investing in? Pokemon is absolutely nuts. I have grown men coming in here searching for pokemon boxes right i have moms i have sons don't i mean it's nuts yeah i can't so basically like i can't keep you know what people would flip out like tomorrow when i open the shop just by showing this to you right now tomorrow this is going to sell within one hour of me opening guys there's a charizard lizard card right in this pack i will uh, if I go on Instagram after this podcast and I go on, and by the way, thanks IG for the, we finally went over a thousand followers. If I would have got that in music, I could have been somebody, right? But the card <laughs> business, James thinks I'm going to end up like the Simpsons guy, right? The comic book guy. This is what everybody wants. They want, <laughs> they want the Charizard lizard. Man. I saw a kid. I shit you guys not. Two days ago, I had a kid. He works at Publix. What do you make at Publix at a grocery store? 12 bucks an hour. He comes in, he buys $160 box of Pokemon cards. He pulls a $6,000 Charizard card out of the box in front of my eyes. $6,000. He was jumping up and top, uh, up and down in my store. It was nuts. So the cards <laughs> change kids' lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just Charizard. saying. I had to play that. Uh, I had to play wow. that. I just kind of want to, you know, I want our audience basically who might be into collectibles and, uh, you know, visual things basically 
kind of get a little bit of understanding of the whole cards business, man. Hey, let me ask you something. What do you think about these digital uh, sports NFTs that are going on, man, as a card collector? You know what? I, I have a really hard time with, and I get in this, and by the way, here at Hot Hand Sports Cards, I have a partner. His name's Ryan, Ryan Gino, and we're really close friends from way back in high school. He's the guy that I partnered with to do this. He did all the beautiful construction and making all the tongue and groove and the shelving and everything like that. Nice. Um, very yeah nice. dude it takes two you know to make the dream uh, work so uh right. basically we have a debate uh, me and ryan have a debate because ryan he's into crypto he's into i mean which by the way i love crypto too i mean no one's laughing at anymore right so um the nft for me is hard i'm you sorry i'm laughing a little bit because crypto used to be the name of this weed that i knew of back in <laughs> <laughs> Like, well, don't we all? I'm sorry. Go ahead, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah that crip, that crip. So, uh, that crip killer. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> basically, for me, I want to hold it in my hand, right? I want to have the card in my hand. They say that you own the moment, but if you go on YouTube and you type in, you know, Mike Gordon or LeBron James slam dunking in this game, you can still watch that clip online if you want to. But so, you don't the own moment. But you don't own one of 17,000. And, uh, you know, yeah. you, <laughs> that's what they say. These guys are making money, so they're buying, they're buying a digital pack. It doesn't really exist. It's a digital pack. This is a physical pack, which we'll open later, right, just to show everybody. Yes, yes, yes. We're gonna do oh, that. cool. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this, is the new, this is the new top Series 1, right? Like, you'd want Mike Trout or – anyway, we'll get into that, but – uh, the NFT is tough for me. I mean, it is a big thing. It's like, look, in the art world, teacher, I mean, aren't you abreast with the, the uh, is it Beat? What's his name? Beetle or Beatty or who's the guy that's, that's. Uh, you did not just ask, are, are you trying to say Banksy? No, not Banksy. <laughs> okay, I was like, you did not just call no, no, Banksy I, Beatty, Who's the dude? guy that, that did, <laughs> they, sold, they sold his NFT artwork for a couple million. Was it Be Beatty or Beetle? I'm sorry. What was his name? Right, there. it's all I'll in the news. It. Uh, that was for, uh, people, people. No, it was an NFT. Piece. His name's people, I guess. People. Well, people. they did that. They did that with the Banksy piece too, though. They took okay, yeah, a yeah, print yeah. and they burned it, and then okay. they sold the NFT. I guess, I guess this guy who who's uh who David's referring to, his name is uh, uh yeah, this artist named Beep. I actually didn't know really know about this, but I guess he sold his um, NFT for sixty nine million, and this is what the NFT looks like. Yeah. It's like, you guys, uh, you know what? You guys need to do the world's first NFT for street art. Um, I'm. I feel like somebody's already well doing the NFT. How do you do an <laughs> NFT for street art? Basically, I'm just saying, like, what if? I, I mean, I'm. I i do not even fully understand it. I mean, what if I created like a digital like real estate, and then basically, then there's a real estate here, and then people. I mean, yeah, I mean, technically, I'm not sure. Is it like a SolidWorks? Is it a CAD program? I mean, I don't know how you actually make the file, but if you just have that one file, then you could choose to sell that file for X amount of dollars, and then somebody yeah. would own that file. Like Wu-Tang uh, like Wu made that one album, that piece of shit guy bought it, right? No one ever heard. Yeah, see, I'm just saying, like, this guy, Beeple, he made this uh, kind of like digital art, right? I mean, I can look at it, right? But then there is some uh, somebody who owns this, the right, the owns this digital piece of art it's just hard because it's like people are comparing it to like the mona lisa it's like hey man you can go look at the mona lisa and take a picture of it anytime and enjoy it but you don't own it basically right so um you know i i, I don't know i'm just saying it's, it's something uh interesting I, just, I guess you know from your perspective being like a card physical card collector they even have digital packs man that's that's fucking crazy right. to me man like uh it is. I mean, it's really, really wild. You know? Hey, if there's a market for it, I think you have the if you have the confidence in like the NBA that it's gonna be around for a long time. Yeah, and you're a hedge fund, uh, you know, uh, and, whatever guy, and you need tax write-offs or whatever. It's and you need way too. You have way too fucking much money to spend. You know what I mean? Like, I guess that's something, <laughs> basically. <laughs> I guess that's something you can buy. But again, for the audience, if you're interested in NFTs. Go to OpenSea.io. You can create your own F NFT and sell it there too, man. I mean, I'm really happy for all the artists who are making a lot of money. What are you showing us here, David? This is an Upper Deck product. This is Marvel Masterpieces. Remember Marvel Masterpieces in the early 90s? Like, are they comic book stuff or what's going on? What is yeah, that? this is, so the, the comic book stuff's really blowing up as well as far as like, 
in the in the art world like all of this marvel stuff is really really blowing up are they like marvel cards that you're you're, you're exactly they're actual cards like they're art cards. like baseball cards exactly like you wolverine you could pull uh spider-man you can pull a sign card by a colorist or an artist right um i mean it's oh, wow. wild okay i mean it's like you know here's the thing right nowadays look you can get someone's jersey piece on the card right this is wow. a piece of dk metcalf's rookie oh jersey. i see i see whoa that's crazy right? You can get man, there's a lot know, of cool holograms on these uh baseball cards, yeah, man. Like here, look, who doesn't love the worm, right? <laughs> this is Rodman, right? And Rodman signed this card. This is nice. actually signed by Dennis Rodman. Wait, so I'm wow. just curious, how do they so signing the card for sure gives it more value? So they either do it on the card or they have a stick. Imagine a giant sticker sheet, right? For for art, you know, you can get a giant sheet of just the stickers. Yeah. Right. And then you would sit and you would just put teacher, 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 and you would do that a thousand times. And then they would make however many. If they only made a hundred of these, then a hundred stickers go back to Panini, and then Panini puts the sticker on the card, and then this card randomly inserted in the pack, and then good luck trying to pull this card out of the pack, right? Mm. wow interesting man. i see like i said man, it's, it's kind of mean, weird because it's like it's kind of like baseball cards are like a weird form of like currency too man because like you know it's like hey they're kind of trading them around tax-free dude people are like know, All right, i'm gonna buy this like baseball card you know in previous episodes we talked about how you could actually cash out your crypto to into rolexes man and i'm just saying this is all like ways of like avoiding taxes when you cash out guys you, you know what i mean well, like my, my <laughs> partner's brother he works for bitpay and he's a he's like a big wig over at bitpay and bitpay they're not like i've, I've heard him on like hey we're Oh, yes, you can get the Pagani today for 13.5 million in Bitcoin, right? The guys every day are literally like guys that are they're really young, the right? They're, they're into these cars and they're just going, yeah, you know, trans boot blip, press a button, 13 million for a car, right? One of a kind or some, you know, it's not, I mean, we, I, I, I accept Bitcoin here at Hot Hand. Oh, shit. I was just Why about not? to ask you, man. See, it's just like, you know, I always question about Bitcoin because it's like, is it, is it like liquid? You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, I'm just saying now there's, hey, there's two forms of currency you can buy, man, that we've learned on this show, Rolexes and, and uh, cards, man. You, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's cards. just really interesting. I mean, it, it's wild. I mean, the car, I mean, look, I had it. This is no lie. I had a guy and his wife and daughter come in here about maybe a month ago, and he had the 1986-87 Fleer Michael Jordan rookie card raw. I mean, it was mint, right? And the sticker in my hands in the shop. I couldn't offer him enough money, right? It's like to get that deal done because these guys know that it just keeps going up. Why would they even sell it in a sense? Mm. So this, this card, basically, you're telling me like that, I'm, like that uh, 86, 87. Yeah, it's PSA back 10. down to earth. It's about four hundred and fifty thousand this week, but it did reach about seven hundred and twenty k at a gem mint ten. There's only two hundred twenty. Well, there's only like 220 <laughs> copies of Gem Mint 10, right? How many people want that card and how many are actually available? So it's supply and demand. As oh, far yeah. as Gem absolutely. Mint 10 yeah. So, I that mean, makes sense. This guy's, he's still alive, man. That's the craziest shit, man. <laughs> like, well, Kobe, Kobe Bryant stuff went through the roof when he passed away. I mean, you just can't touch. His rookie card is eight or 10,000 and up. Jeez. It used to be, it used to be 100 bucks crazy right? man so wow <laughs> well shit man dude that's it's crazy been, dude. it's been an awesome time fucking kicking with you dave and i i just want to i want we want to open some cards on the spot today basically to kind of give a hot hand experience yeah. right nice. so hell yeah so how much how much is that how much yeah. is the card pack that we're buying today okay so this pack here comes out uh this is this is top series one right so this is the newest tops that there is and this sells for, you know, like 150, 160 bucks a box. It's hobby. There's two things. There's hobby that comes directly from tops. There's retail. If you, and by the way, this is a really my crazy thing, guys. You ready for this? Do you hear about this? Target and Walmart, there are guys that are fucking camping out in chairs, 
like a job, 10 hours a day, waiting for these boxes to hit the shelf. Have you heard about this? <laughs> no, I haven't. I haven't. Okay. But, okay. The, hold on. but like I said, how? If, okay. you, if you see this box on the shelf at Target or Walmart, it's 20 bucks, okay? Okay. The second it goes on the shelf, the guys come by like this and they grab as much as they can and they run out of the store because I'm selling this box, right? This is a $100, $120 box. Ah. Uh. But Target gets it basically. 20, it's nineteen ninety nine or or twenty nine ninety nine or whatever. But I mean, you can't get it. So now what Target and Walmart are saying is only on Fridays at eight a.m. are they restocking in the whole country. That's starting, by the way, guys. This Friday, the whole country, Target and Walmart will only restock Panini and Topps products on Friday at eight a.m. So good <laughs> effing luck with that. The guys bring it to me in garbage bags every morning. They call me. How many do you want? It's nuts. It's like a war zone out there for this shit, right? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Crazy, dude. That's amazing. Oh, I get it. Dude. I get it. I get it. Okay, so yeah. so yeah, we're opening Pick the box. Pick us a winner. Pick us a winner now. Now, how much this is that? This is the one. How much this do you sell that retail like, for? This is like six, seven, eight bucks a pack, depending on how much you pay for the box, right? Okay. It's about seven, eight bucks for one pack. So it's not cheap like when we were kids where packs were a dollar. They're more expensive. Mm, okay. So we're wanting a numbered one to a gold one because they number every year that many gold. So this year, the golds are numbered to 2021. Next year, they're numbered to 2022. So there's okay. only 2,021 golds, right? Okay, so here we go. Let's see who we get. Okay. Can you guys see? Yeah. Tell us who okay. that is because we can't see it. Okay, so this is... I don't know. This is Ruiz's rookie. He's not that good. Let's go. Okay, we've got Ryan. Harsh. Ryan Mountcastle. He's a good prospect on the Orioles. Carlos Correa. He got in trouble for cheating with the Astros. Okay, does that make his card <laughs> worth more or less? <laughs> yeah. That makes it worth so, – well, he's really, really good, right? So, it's still, he's still worthwhile. Yeah, man. you um, you got to have a no lot of knowledge about baseball to, like, know all really have to know your stuff. Yeah, Daniel Murray, he's good. I'm seeing a gold one. Okay, we got Adam what? Frazier. Nice. Or am I seeing a gold – or so, I'm seeing something. Charlie Norton. Man, this pack hasn't been that good. My, Chapman. <laughs> Matt Chapman. Uh, Nokeem Sora. They're, they're really nice cards, but we haven't hit anybody big. Wow, we just got a good one. Look at this. We just hit an insert. We just hit a – this is one of the best players in the game. This is a great card. So, Fernando, Fernando Tatis. Tatis. You guys nice. know him in SD, man. In SD. Yes. He's in this is a this is a great card. Wow. Hand lives here through Paint the Town podcast at LSU Art Gallery. You guys are hot because you just pulled a Fernando Tatis. Congratulations. <laughs> nice. Woo! <laughs> wow, and you just got the San Diego Slam Fernando Tatis team card as the next card. Two Tatises in one pack. Is that Whoa, Whoa. Man, you, guys, you guys are on fire, and you know what? Everyone else is garbage. How about that? Hell yeah, it's, man. Oh, that's harsh. <laughs> well, you know what? This is worth it right there, huh? Hell yeah, man. That's a professional grading coming from Hot Hand Sport Card, man. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> I give this card a Gem Mint 10. Pack fresh. Hell yeah. <laughs> Ooh, get that thing wrapped into us. <laughs> yeah, man. Shit, dude. <laughs> Send it over, man. Well, Dave. Professional you guys like, nice you guys like football? Well, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, you know we're MMA guys, man. Shit, dude. You, you know, MMA? I mean? You know we're MMA. They don't have MMA cars yet, do they? <laughs> they do. They do. They just started making them. Oh, damn. Okay. Okay. Nice. Nice. Well, but shit, you Dave. You know what? You guys want to open up a football pack? <laughs> if you want to, man. Like I said, yeah. If you, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. I'm going to get my failed uh, sound effect ready, just in case. <laughs> okay, so what we're looking for in this is a Justin Herbert rookie card on the San Diego Chargers, right? Because he won rookie of the year. Or like Chase Young or T. Higgins or C.D. Lamb or all these hot shots. 
We're hoping for something. We're hoping for some magic. Let's go. This is exciting, man. All right, he's, he's opening up the cards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah these, are really these, are, these are really nice. Hell yeah, man. Okay. Who's All that? right, Dwayne Haskins. Never heard of him. Carson Wentz. That's a decent one. He, you know, he got traded. <laughs> the knowledge, DeAndre, man. DeAndre Hopkins. Do you guys know who he is? We're not That's a good one. He's a good player. Uh, here, how about this? You guys know who J.J. Watt is. Oh, yes. Holy cow. The big dude. That is a great card. All right, I'm sending this out to you, Teach. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's you just awesome, came man. Up on it. Yeah, dude. Hell yeah, man. Put that investment All right, in early, look, man. Look, I'll teach you guys something. We just pulled a short print. Tell me the difference, right? Look, see, this is red. See the red foil in his name versus the silver? Yeah. So this is a short print card. This is not in every pack. So this is a good Ooh. card. It's a short print. Mm. Nice. Okay. Limited edition type thing. Yeah. It's Tyler Boyd, who he's not that good. Wow. Look what we just pulled an Emmett Smith. What? Wow. Oh my God, dude, he's near where I'm from. Milton, Florida. Hell yeah, man. Dude, that, that's a good car for sure, dude. That's like a classic. Dude, this, one. This is a, that is awesome right there. Yeah, this is a great card, man. A flashback in the Smith. Woo! Woo! Hot hand. Okay, Josh, somebody. <laughs> Steve Monitz and Gabriel Davis. Hell yeah, man. Dude, Emmett Smith. We got Emmett Smith. J.J. Watt, man. Dude, those two are amazing. You said you're big but into Emmett soccer? Smith, man. What's that? You said you're big into soccer? Oh, no, I'm not. No, no, we're into uh, MMA. Do you know that, oh, dude? MMA. I thought you said soccer also. I was like, okay. <laughs> dude, there should, be, there should be MMA cards. You know what I mean? Dude, I know. That's what I'm saying. What? Good. There is? They even just... have this, dude. Garbage pail. They bought oh, okay. it back. Oh, damn. Wow. Garbage pail. Okay, I remember that shit. Hell yeah, dude. Oh, man. Well, Dave, man, we got another episode coming up, man. But thank you so okay. much for joining us oh, today, shit. man. Oh, shit, yeah, dude. Hey, right. Look, it's been a pleasure, guys. And I, I, I miss hanging with you guys. I miss Cali. Um, you know, Come for a visit. Everything's great here in the A. Yeah. I miss, I, the Asian food here is horrible. <laughs> horrible. Horrible. Oh, sure, There's man. no boba anywhere, dude. I gave up trying to look for boba, dude. I gave up. <laughs> hey, so that's a good business idea. Anybody that wants to open up a fucking business, uh, you know, yeah, boba in fucking Atlanta, man. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, Dave, thank you so much for joining right, us today, guys. man. Up, man. Uh, yeah. down West Coast. <laughs> if nice. you Dave's throwing up gang signs, dude. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, thank you the audience for hanging out with us today. Uh what's your social, David? Uh, yeah, on Instagram you'll find us at Hot Hand Sports Cards. We're hothandsportscards.com. We're open seven days a week. If you're ever visiting Roswell, Georgia, come and see us where Hot Hand lives, guys. Hell yeah, man. And uh Most hothandsportscards.com, man. And uh you know, we thank you. It all. <laughs> Hell yeah. Awesome, Thank you to the man. audience for hanging out with us today. Leave us a review on iTunes. Follow us at PTTP Show. And uh, love you guys. Take care and Stay peace. Down, man. Good peace. seeing you guys. Later. Thanks, man. All right, peace. guys. And